Welcome to the Thriving Single Moms podcast, the podcast for hardworking single moms navigating the balance between work, family, and self-care. If you're feeling exhausted, yearning for success, and finding yourself stuck in survival mode, this podcast is your guide. Join us as we share secrets and insights to unlock your full potential, empowering you to create the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Jordan Rios, single mom of seven kids, author, and life coach. Get ready to embrace success on your own terms. This is the Thriving Single Moms Podcast. Welcome to episode 22 of the Thriving Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rios, and in this episode, I'm going to be reading chapter 2 of my book, which is also called The Thriving Single Mom. My book is currently available on Amazon for pre-order. The cost is $5.99, so I hope you'll get that. I'll include the link to the pre-order in the show notes. The pre-order is only for the ebook version. So, um, if you'd like the paperback, the, 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 sorry, <laughs> the actual publication date, the date that it is available is February the 8th. So, just a few more weeks and it will be available. If you choose to order the ebook on pre-order, that so you can go ahead and order that now and it will be available on your device on February the 8th. So I hope you will grab a copy whichever you prefer, paperback or ebook. So I'm really excited to share chapter 2 with you. Hopefully this will resonate with you and hopefully it will wet your taste to hear how the story progresses and how it ends. I just really poured my heart and soul into this book for the last several months. And I just can't wait to share my story with the whole world. So, with no further ado, this is chapter two, which is entitled The Other Side of Fear. Hold on, before I get started, if you missed chapter one, episode 19, in in that episode, in episode 19, which aired last Monday, I shared chapter one. So, go back and listen to to episode 19 so that you can hear chapter one. So that this kind of makes sense. So, chapter two, the other side of fear. It was the beginning of 2023. To say that things had gotten bad had been an understatement. But let me tell you what had led up to that point so that you can get a better picture of what I was dealing with. In 2022, I started to believe that I could make it on my own. I started making plans to leave my husband and to move to another state to be closer to my family so that I could have a support network as I forged a new life. This was massive for me. I had never actually taken my intentions of leaving this far. It felt a little good and a lot uncertain. I found a job in Florida where my parents lived. I was afraid to tell him that I was leaving, even though he was aware that there was a lot of tension. In August, things suddenly changed as I got another unexpected, unwanted positive pregnancy test. Was I really going to leave right now? I had six kids under nine, and I was pregnant with number seven. This couldn't be happening. I decided that I was done, and I was not going to let him stop me from leaving. Nothing was going to stop me from getting out. I had no idea how I was going to make it, but I was not going to stay any longer in my marriage. From one day to the next, it was like I was on a tiny boat in the middle of a hurricane. 
I just tried to survive and tried to do all the things I needed to do to take my kids and leave. On September 20th, I sadly experienced my first and only miscarriage. I had no time to grieve. There were too many other things I had to do for my family's survival. I plowed forward. I found a place to live in Florida. I started packing all my things, all while constantly dodging threats, fights, and various forms of manipulation from my husband. Then, I got hit with another completely unexpected disaster a few weeks after my miscarriage, exactly one week before the date that I planned to move. The phone rang, and it was the company that I was coming down to work for. We're sorry, Jordan, but we're having to receive the offer we made you. If something comes up in the future, we'll let you know. I froze. I had already turned in my notice to my teaching job. I had put myself in a really bad position with my husband. What was I supposed to do now? Why did this even happen? I did not know where to begin. I called the school system that I'd been working for, explained the situation, and begged for my job back. Thankfully, they gave it to me. Not knowing what else to do, I awkwardly tried to smooth things out with my husband. Inside, I was confused, terrified, and numb. I'd come so far for something so stupid to ruin what I thought was the right thing to do. Now what was the next step for my family? I was still stuck in a toxic marriage, but I had no time, hope, or mental energy to try to conspire another escape plan. It was dinner time and my kids needed to eat. I was back to survival mode and my hopes were crushed. I just kept going through the motions. My friends who loved me the most, who had seen how much I'd suffered and wanted the best for me, urged me not to give up on what I had originally planned. I could wait until closer to the end of the school year, try to apply for another job again, and try to leave at that point. Maybe then it would work out and things wouldn't be so rushed. I had no other choice but to try to keep the peace and take care of everyone. I had no idea at that time how many other women I knew and women I didn't know all over the United States were also suffering the way I was. I never knew that it takes the average woman seven times of trying to finally leave of trying to finally leave a toxic marriage. It wasn't something that was even talked about. Of course, my marital problems did not magically get better. The tension between us caused my, humble, my husband's gambling addiction to continue to escalate. Four months after I had tried to leave, I found out that I was pregnant again. As much as this event should have knocked me down, I just took it in stride. I already had six kids. What was one more at this point? I just tried to do what I always did. I made sure I went to work. I made sure we were all well fed, bathed, and dressed. I tried not to think too much. I tried to dodge conflict with my husband as much as I could. It was all crappy and it sucked. As if things could have gotten, couldn't have gotten any worse, we were months behind on our rent. Our landlord had tried to work with us, but his patience had run out. He gave us a few weeks to pack up and leave. We started searching for other rentals, but we had nowhere to go. Looking back, I honestly don't remember what I was thinking or feeling. It was all a blur because I was just trying not to drown while pregnant while also keeping six kids from drowning. I was humiliated and I didn't want anyone to know of our problems. We were able to find a temporary place to live, but that wasn't even a suitable home. All eight of us were sleeping in one room. I was nervous, ashamed, and afraid to even hope anymore. We had sunk down very low. I didn't know where to begin. I knew more than ever it was time to get my kids and leave. I started making an exit strategy. 
I wish I could have just decided to leave and then just left, but it wasn't that simple. There were so many things that I had to figure out in order to leave. I needed a new job that paid more. I needed geographic distance between my husband and me. I needed a place to live and in the housing market, that seemed impossible. I also needed childcare, money for the move, etc. Then one day, weeks before the end of the school year, with me not having figured out anything as far as leaving, my husband and I got into an awful fight and something inside me broke. I had no idea where I was going, but I threw some clothes in a bag, buckled the kids in the car, and left. I called my parents and my friends because we did not even have a place to stay for that night, let alone permanently. I called all the shelters, but there were none that had space to accommodate a family our size. We ended up in a hotel. I just called people and prayed. I sent the kids to school the next day and I went to work with a smile to hide my pain and no idea where we would stay that night. I didn't know what else to do but to call the company in Florida that had hired me and then let me go months before. To my surprise, when I spoke to the manager, he responded, We don't have any open positions, but I really want you down here, so I'll create a position for you. This was the first miracle. It gave me just enough hope to keep going. I still had a lot to work out. Then, later that afternoon, I received a call from a trusted friend who knew about our situation. I have a rental home that is currently unoccupied where you and the kids can stay for three weeks until we sell it. What was so strange is there were exactly three weeks left in the school year before I could start my t- I could leave my teaching job and move to Florida to start a new- my new job. I had been home from school for two days at this point. It was just a little over a week before the last day of school. My kids had fallen ill one by one to a nasty stomach virus, and I had no choice but to stay home with them and take care of them. We were sleeping on crowded full-size mattresses on the floor in our temporary home as I tried to figure out all the steps of us moving to Florida. This morning, I woke up ill and I called into work. I had already used all my vacation days, so at this point, I was using unpaid leave. I still had other kids who were sick, so I had, I had to manage trying to take care of them while I was also vomiting. I had no money and I desperately needed more toilet paper and more ginger ale. I called a friend who graciously brought us some supplies. I hated always being the one to ask for help, but I didn't know what else I could do. After days of caring for my kids throughout the day and night, and now being sick myself, I was so tired. I reluctantly laid down and fell into a deep sleep with my two youngest beside me. I had left my older kids watching their iPads. I heard my oldest daughter bang on the door of my room and call my name. Mommy! Mommy! Come look at what they did on the floor! Oh dear Lord, I thought. We had, been, we had been having a lot of new behavior issues with all the upheaval and chaos in our lives, but now was not the time for another disaster. What had they done? This wasn't even our house. What had they destroyed? When I walked into the other room, I was horrified to see that they had opened every single can of ginger ale, poured it onto the floor, and were rolling around in it. They were having the time of their lives. I was far from amused. In fact, I was livid as I have ever been. What were you thinking? I screamed at them. I let out an unfiltered stream of expletives as I realized I had nothing that would even be enough even be enough to soak this up and clean the floor. Not only was I irate about the mess, but also that they had wasted all the ginger ale that my friend had given us. The kids burst into tears and apologized profusely. I didn't know what to do. I just went and laid back down. 
I felt terrible because I was sick. I felt terrible for how I'd handled the situation with my kids. And I felt terrible because I knew that my kids were dealing with so much. Us having been homeless, their parents splitting up, and the uncertainty of moving to another state soon. All I could do at that point was try to survive until the next day. I kept walking my complicated path. It was all ups and downs. Nothing was linear. I had a job in Florida, but no place to live, no furniture, and no child care. I wasn't even sure how I would afford child care for six kids. I was pregnant, but would soon be without health insurance for many months. But no matter what, I proceeded because I knew that I was doing the right thing, and if this much had worked out so perfectly, I somehow knew the rest of it would work out as well. After having been homeless for two months, I so just wanted to have our own place. It wasn't a want, it was an absolute necessity. I applied for several rentals in Florida, but either got denied or never heard back. The day before we were supposed to move, I started packing the car with still no home for us to move to. Deep down, I knew it would all be okay. Before the end of the day, I received the call that I had been approved for an apartment and they emailed me the lease documents to sign. I was honestly flabbergasted. Thankfully, this entire time I had been journaling because this was a remarkable time in my life. I learned so many lessons and experienced so many unexplainable miracles. I still look back at that season of my life and I just shake my head in awed disbelief because sometimes the truth you experience is stranger than fiction. In my journal, I wrote, May 10th, 2023. I left M. I am moving to Florida in two weeks. Oh my God, it all seems so surreal and sad. I am sad for myself. I am sad that it took me this long to get out and sad that my dreams for my marriage are over. But I know that I am doing the right thing. I know that my family and I will reap so many benefits from this choice, and I know that the best is yet to come. I feel sorry for him, but I can't fix him or help him anymore. I need some good time to learn about setting boundaries. No more codependency. I choose to love myself. I choose to date myself. I choose to be an excellent mother. May 14th, 2023. Today is Mother's Day. I'm nervous about my upcoming move to Florida. I feel bad for him. Yesterday was miserable. I need some coffee. Today has been a much better day. I have yelled at my kids a lot less. I also had an excellent conversation with my parents. May 17th, 2023. I am heartbroken and devastated. I still love him and I hate that I'm doing this to him. I hate that I'm doing this to the kids. But it was a long time coming and we are moving towards a better life in Florida. I am taking very brave, very difficult steps toward a much better life for me and my family. I am growing as a wise woman. I still believe that the best is yet to come. I'm about to enter a whole new career. I am so excited. I'm about to get a new home. I love my kids. I'm growing as a mother. I'm an exceptional mother. I need to take more photos of my kids and be more intentional. I want to cook for them and take them to the beach and the pool and have family game night and I want them to get into activities so that they can make friends. I want to read lots and lots of stories to them. I want to find love again after my divorce. But first, I want to live embodied. I want to love myself. I want to travel with my kids. I want to process my painful emotions and I need to be responsible for my own success and have excellent boundaries. May 18th, 2023. Today, I found childcare for the kids in Florida. I also got fingerprinting for my new job scheduled for Saturday. Things are moving right along. May 21st, 2023. 
My emotions are everywhere. My emotions need to be released. My thoughts are everywhere. I'm glad that the universe is carrying me. I'm now a single mom to six kids. I'm so glad to be free from what I endured for the last 10 years. I feel awful. I feel hopeful. This had to happen. I choose to make wise choices to lift myself out of poverty and hopelessness. I choose to be an exceptional employee at my new job. I choose to better myself and be an exceptional mother. I choose to create peace in my home. That is my goal. I choose to keep all of my spaces clean and to grow spiritually. I choose to craft a lovely home. I choose to take care of myself and my kids and I choose to release weight. I choose to grow spiritually by leaps and bounds. I choose health, wealth, wisdom, and longevity. I choose service. I choose love. I'm about to write a whole new story. I say yes to my new life. I want to learn more about manifesting my desires and setting intentions, and I want to create a life that I love. I'm casting the vision. I'm ready for an upgrade, and the universe is conspiring in my favor. It's amazing to me how much has come together, how much I've attracted now that I've walked away from M and his toxic energy. I've literally immediately or very quickly attracted so many things. I know that I can manifest anything I choose, including millions of dollars, a successful home business, travel, and an amazing group of friends. May 30th, 2023. Tomorrow, I'm moving to Tallahassee, Florida. I've been in Tennessee for 17 years. Tomorrow begins a new chapter. I'll be moving to a new state, starting a new career, and being newly single. I'll also welcome a new baby in November. I have a lot to release. I feel bad for leaving M, but I know it's time. I choose to process my grief. I choose to move forward without M. I choose to grow as a parent and put my kids first always. This year will be a time of immense growth and transformation. June 2nd, 2023. I moved to Florida on Wednesday. Today is Friday. So far, it has been indescribably amazing. I am so thankful and excited. The drive down was good. We left at 4 o'clock a.m. and we got here around 2.30 p.m. I have been getting moved in and unpacked in my apartment. I changed my address and applied for government assistance. I feel awesome. My mom has been working with my older kids on respect and obedience. I am so thankful for that. She also gave me a ton of food for my apartment. I start working on Monday. I'm absolutely loving my new life so far. I don't miss him at all, and I'm glad that I left him. June 4th, 2023. I'm sitting in my new living room, and my home is beautiful. I have never been as happy and as satisfied as I am now. I'm almost in tears. I should have left him a long time ago, but still, the timing is perfect. I am thriving, and everything is falling into place. I visited a new church today, and I loved it, and I can't wait to go back next Sunday. I got to see all of my family last night at my sister's baby shower. I have been extremely productive at home. It feels so good. I'm going to start my new job tomorrow. I can't wait. I speak blessings on this new career. I couldn't have even made up what happened to me over those nine months, but I wouldn't trade even the hardest parts for anything in the world. That season in my life birthed a new season that would be marked by accelerated alignment and exponential growth. I had never seen myself one day becoming a single mom, but here I was, and I was determined to completely own it. There was no turning back. So, what do you think? I hope you all liked chapter two in my book, and I hope that you will order it on the pre-sale or 
order it as soon as possible on February the 8th. And I hope I would love to hear your feedback on the book, how it has impacted you, any any and all of your thoughts. So I will see you next week on the podcast. Again, the link to purchase it is in the show notes. Actually, I'll see you this Friday. Sorry. So this um, starting starting a, a few weeks ago, we're going to do episodes every Monday and Friday. So I will see you for Friday. listening. Bye. If this episode has been impactful and meaningful to you, would you please leave me an honest review on whatever platform you're listening on? These reviews help me to reach even more single moms, and I take the time to read every single one. Thank you, and as always, choose your destiny and live it.